We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey everyone, welcome to the Rotor Grinders Morning Grind Podcast. I'm your host, Stevie TPFL. It's Thursday, it's April 6th, it is 2023. We have a now four-game baseball slate to talk about here on today's podcast. No Mets game, no Philadelphia game, weather already knocking that out. We also have our first Coors game of the season, so a lot of fun. And uh, joined today by Timothy Buell. Tasteful tides. What's happening, my friend? Oh, not much, Stevie. You know, just kind of winding down some of the other sports that we got going on over at Rotor Grinders. You know, basketball season's kind of winding down. Hockey season's winding down. Uh, you know, it's just and now we're here for the for the best time of the year, and in my opinion, that's that's baseball season. So, um, you know, baseball's my my favorite. I think hockey. I think hockey's my favorite to watch, but I think. Ba- baseball is my favorite to play dfs with so i i really enjoy i really enjoy playing dfs baseball yeah i enjoy it too especially when we get these uh day baseball game slates four gamer not my favorite if it was six all right we can get on it i mean the pitching on this slate is kind of interesting i think is the nicest way to put it um <laughs> i mean we don't have like end all like this guy we're 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 100% playing this guy so i think you know for that reason it, it's you know even more of an interesting slate like <laughs> washington's offense has been terrible and they're in cores and chris sale looked awful in his first start and he gets detroit so i, I mean it's it, you know i feel like there's going to be ways to be contrarian on this slate which is Always something, you know, kind of a slate overview thing that we like to see where there's going to be ways to be contrarian. But if I'm I'll probably play three entry max or maybe even single entry today. If I'm playing 20 entry max, 150 entry max, I am leaving my pitching pool wide open today uh, because I don't think there's a clear cut top option on this slate. I mean, we're going to talk about some guys that are solid. 
We're going to talk about some guys that might be solid, and then we're going to talk about the other guys. <laughs> but I don't <laughs> think there's like – I mean, it's probably a Gaussman, little bit of a gap, Lynn Wood, Sale question mark. Um, and then the rest of everybody else. So um, See, I'm, I'm curious right off the bat. I mean, we got some time to kill. I'm curious. We have, right a, off we the, have plenty of time. Yeah. I, I'm curious right off the bat. See, I, I would rank sale pretty close to number one, then maybe Gaussman, you know, I would say they're one, a one B. I was surprised that you named another name kind of in between there. Um, I, I think sales is going to be the chalk and I think he might be the best play you know like it, it depends on what contest you're playing uh that he might be like a good leverage spot to get away from but i think he's gonna rate out really well in projections is my guess um and i don't know like the tigers i mean if you look at you know roto grinders if you're a premium member you can look at you know things like plate iq they're just a sea of red right every everywhere you look up and down that lineup so I don't know. I think I think Sale's going to be the the number one guy. I think. Well, that's the first game we talk about. So I mean, we can dig into it a little bit of housekeeping before we get into it. This is the seventh year anniversary of the Morning Grind. So we have been going for seven years. Started baseball season 2016. So first off, thank you to everyone that listens all the time. I appreciate you all. We're going to do something fun. Um, we're going to do a giveaway for one year of Roto Grinders Premium. One year of Roto Grinders Premium. So, That's how awesome. you enter the giveaway is subscribe to the YouTube page. We're trying to grow it, obviously. So, that helps me out and helps us out. Comment on any video from today, Thursday, Friday, and then we're going to pick the winner on Monday. And I'm going to do it live on the show. So I'm going to do it live. I'm going to throw every, if you, if you want extra chances, comment one time on Thursday, comment one time on Friday. I'm going to go through the comments. I'm going to write everybody's name down. I'm going to put it in a hat and then live on the show Monday, I'm going to pick a name out of the hat and you're going to win a year of Roto-Grinders premium. So we appreciate everyone listening. I've been doing this for a long time. I have gray in my beard now. I didn't have gray in my beard when we first started seven years ago. So I appreciate you all. I was talking with some people at Roto Grinders and we thought this would be really fun. So appreciate everyone. Let's get into it. Let's talk some baseball. And if you want a chance to win a year of Roto Grinders premium, I'll mention it again today. I'll mention it again a couple times tomorrow. But comment on the YouTube page. Go on the Roto Grinders Morning Grind YouTube, subscribe and comment on the two videos from today and tomorrow. And you can win a chance or have a chance to win a year of Roto Grinders premium. So take advantage of it. We have I've been, some of the I've best been listening tools. to this. I've been listening to this show since 2017, Stevie, not quite since the beginning, but pretty darn right. close. Yeah. I've been Heck listening yeah. to you from 20 since 2017. And, wow. it's, and you're you know, still it's playing, huh? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh, back, you know, I have gray in, in my hair. I didn't back in 2017, but I do now. So, Maybe maybe it's just from playing DFS. Maybe it's not age. It's just from all the, the like the bad beats, you know, just worrying about your all the sweats that we've had, you know. So Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, 
Tim was asking me before about do I remember um, all day slates and we were talking about how they should have opened this slate up to an all day slate. And I told Tim to remember that my FanDuel account was made in 2009. I've been doing this for a very, very long time. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's it's been a it's been a road. So appreciate it, everyone. I, I wouldn't be doing this if it wasn't for everyone listening. Um, so thank you. As far as comment on the video, I think you can do it after the live show is over. Um, I don't know if you can do it live. If you comment in chat, I'll make sure you get your name in the hat. So, um, yeah, 2019, 2016. Heck yeah. Let's go. All right. We got Boston at Detroit. That man, Chris Sale, is on the mound. Going up against Turnbull, eight total. Red Sox, a 155 favorite in this game. Let's get started right off the bat. Chris Sale, I mean, you kind of already gave your thoughts. I'm going to let you I'm going to let you have the floor one more time before I talk about it. I don't want to poo-poo on anything, but I'm going to bring up some numbers that worry me a little bit, and the eye test definitely worried me. So one more time, go for it. Talk about Chris Sale. I would. I totally agree that the the eye test, Stevie, is was, <laughs> would be a disaster if that's how you're going to grade it. Um, yes, I definitely agree with that point. You know, I just, I'm just kind of still a believer in his long-term skill set, and I am a real believer in how bad this Detroit team is. So it's just, you know, there's only so many other pitchers to choose from also. Like if this was a full slate and, you know, we wanted to find reasons to get away from kind of scary situations things that we don't necessarily trust then we could do that but on this slate i'm having a hard time kind of pushing myself away from who i think is one of the two best pitchers on the slate so that's that's my argument um i definitely would like to hear yours because i'm sure i'm sure your argument makes sense i mean really not fully stretched out that's one concern but i mean it's a four game slate so I don't know if that matters too much. Um, gave up three home runs. Got a little babbit in that first game. So, I mean, I don't think it was as much as DeGrom. You know, we talked about DeGrom yesterday on the podcast and how much I loved him because he just got super unlucky in his first start. Sale got a little unlucky. Um, I mean, the positives, right? So the positives for Chris Sale was he averaged 94 miles an hour on his fastball. His last full season, 2019, full season, um, he averaged around 93 miles an hour on his fastball. He's always been a fly ball guy. That's not, that's not anything different. Um, the slider velocity was good. The changeup velocity was good. So if you're looking at that kind of stuff and thinking, all right, the BABIP was really high. It was. Um, so if you're looking at the BABIP and you're like, all right, he got BABIP a little bit, which he did. And he's facing Detroit, which he is. And you're like, it's a four game slate, you know, let's play Chris sale. So all of that makes perfect sense. Um, the price tag is fantastic. I worry one about the ownership. Um, I think he is going to be pretty popular. It's a four game slate. If he gives up three runs and scores 12 points, there's people that will beat him even on a four game slate. So um, large field tournament wise. Sure. I mean, you could definitely go overweight, and there's obviously reasons to go underweight. He's 34 years old. 
Um, he has not pitched a full season since 2019. He's dealt with injuries. He has not looked right in years. And I mean, I want to see him come out and pitch. Well, I'm a Red Sox fan. Everyone knows that. Um, I want to see him pitch well, but everything that was coming off the bat was hard. And that worries me even in against a team like Detroit. So 70% hard hit rate. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it was it wasn't good, and that's you know there's kind of 30, his problem. Thirty percent barrel rate. Yeah, it was kind of his problem last year too. Um, the two starts that we saw him for last year, everything was hit hard. So, do I like Chris Sale? Yes. Am I going to play him in single entry? It really is going to depend on ownership. If he's going to be sixty to seventy percent owned, I probably don't fade. I, I probably fade him um, in my single entry build. If I'm playing okay. cash games. I'm building around either Gaussman, Lynn, Wood, or Sale. Like those four guys. So any of those four guys, I think, could be your cash game pitchers today. Yeah. No, I, I agree with that. Um, and the other thing is, if, if Sale is going to be popular, which I th- I really strongly believe that he's going to be, um, you probably don't want to stack cores with him. I Like you're you're eating a ton of chalk. And that's not how you're going to win. That's not how you're going to like solo ship a large field GPP. Like you're going to have to find leverage somewhere. So maybe you could say stat cores without sale and get on to one of the lower owns viable pitching options. Like you don't want to just eat all the chalk in baseball on a four game slate. So I can't wait to talk cores just for what it's worth. Yeah. And the problem, the problem with the slate, right? is we've gone from like a six-game slate to a four-game slate, and all four games are outdoors in 45 to 50-degree weather. Yes. Um, it's just the slate is not the best. All right. Um, all right. The other side of this game is Spencer Turnbull. Um, I can say with confidence I'm not playing <laughs> Spencer Turnbull. Yes. I, I'm going to agree with that. <laughs> Um, yeah, I, I, I really love I love I really love the Red Sox bats. Uh, yeah. Like you know, if we're gonna get huge ownership on Washington, Colorado, this would be. I would try to get overweight on the Red Sox. To be honest with you, like any of them, Dever, Devers, Verdugo, Yoshida, Duvall, Cassis, like Kike, Kike, all, all of them really. I mean. Turnbull is an absolute gas can. We want we're going to be streaming hitters against him all season long. Um, I would not be. I I haven't. You know, I have not seen the weather in Detroit. I don't know. It's not a great park for hitters. It's probably going to be cold. But you know, you need to get you need to get some leverage somewhere if if Colorado is going to be like so extremely owned. So this would be, in my opinion, I think this is the next best spot. So this just because it's against Turnbull. Yeah, I mean, Turnbull missed last season um, with some injuries and came back and he just had no command whatsoever in that start against Tampa. So I agree with you. Um, I like the bats here for the Red Sox. No real interest in Spencer Turnbull. He's never been he's been an average strikeout guy, um, you know, throughout his career. And if he's going to struggle with command and he's going to put guys on, I mean, this is a team that can punish him. There's there's I mean, there's three or four guys in this lineup that can punish him. So um, I have no interest in Turnbull. And as far as the weather, it's the night before, but every single game looks like it's going to be 45 to 50 degrees. Um, so, yeah. I mean, there's no like, 
amazing hitting conditions on any of these games. Um, if you're if you're playing the the two game late slate, um, both of those games project to be like 75 degrees. Um, and I mean, one's in Arizona; they may or may not have the roof open. And the Atlanta game has the best hitting conditions on the slate, and it's not on the slate. So, which it should be. They should have just opened it up. Let us play all six. All right, let's talk bats here. Obviously, going to the Boston side first. They're on the road. Um, I mean, it, it's the same guys. It's it's Devers. It's Cassis. Um, I would assume. I would assume that Yoshida is back in the lineup today. It sounded like it was just a giving him a day off kind of thing. Um, they've played every day except for the 31st since opening day. Um, so they've been playing a bunch. Uh, what are your thoughts here on the Red Sox bats? I mean, other than Coors Field, I think they're, they're the best best uh, bats on the slate. I want to get uh, well overweight them in tournaments. Uh, I definitely, I mean, I think you could stack them pretty easily. Um, there's not a lot of like super high end pitching to pay for. So I don't think it's going to be that hard of a stack to get to, um, you know, I don't know, like what your thoughts on Verdugo hitting leadoff is like, I don't view him as like a tremendous DFS asset. You know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like he's like a real, like solid contact guy, but I don't know about his ceiling. It's kind of like. I don't know. Like I, I prefer obviously I preferred you know Devers and Yoshida and Duvall would probably be my favorite three, um, and then get to like Cassis if you wanted some value, but um, I don't know about Verdugo. Yeah, I mean the one thing that has kind of shocked me—it really hasn't even shocked me—but one thing that like has stood out to me is how much teams are running on the Red Sox and how much the Red Sox are not running. Um, so I thought right. Verdugo, like he's been on base a bunch. He's been on base a bunch and I don't quote me if I'm wrong, chat. I don't think he has tried to steal a base yet. Um, I know he doesn't have any stolen bases, but I don't think he's actually tried to steal a base yet. And I mean, this is a guy that was on base every single game until Wednesday. Um, so I, I don't know. Um, that worries me a little he, bit. He's 4,600. Like he's not exactly cheap. So, I mean, I think that given that price point, he might be like a popular selection that I would stay away from. All right, Detroit bats. Um, what are your thoughts here when it comes to the Tigers bats? The bottom line is this is only a leverage play. This is only like, you know, I want to go boom or bust with my bankroll tomorrow. That's that's kind of like the this spot um you know if you want to get if chris sale super super popular and you want to take a big big chance that somehow detroit can be the stack that wins you all the money then go ahead stranger things have happened on a four game mlb slate um it's not something that i'm probably going to do as like a single entry three max player but um you know i guess you could one off like javier baez maybe Eric Haas, but um, other than that, in terms of one-offs, I'm not really that, I mean, this team is horrible. It's it's so bad. It's going to be one of the worst, <laughs> if not the worst offenses in baseball. Okay. I mean, I think they're the ultimate leverage stack today. Um, yeah. No doubt about it. Like if you're playing a 20 entry max, you're getting exposure to Detroit today. Like if you're playing 150, they should definitely be in your yeah. pool um they're the ultimate leverage team you can run on chris sale so like stolen base upside is bumped here 
because Chris Sale is not someone that is hard to run on. Um, so I think like just as a pure leverage stack, they make sense. I mean, the numbers aren't going to make sense. They're terrible. Um, I, I mean, that that's just that if you're stacking Detroit, just know that it probably doesn't work. But if it does, you're so far ahead of the field. So far. I, I mean, I don't see a way that Chris Sale isn't at least at least 30 to 40%. I think he's going to be 50 to 60% on this four-game slate on DraftKings. Um, but, yeah, I the mean. Hi- the, higher, the higher dollar you go, the higher owned sale is going to be, I, right. in, my opinion, so, in my opinion. No, I don't disagree with that at all. I mean, I also think that you know he's going to be pretty – um pretty highly owned and low stakes too big name recognition we know detroit's bad so yeah i mean numbers wise it doesn't make any sense whatsoever leverage and game theory wise it makes a ton of sense and like i said there's multiple ways to get here for the detroit bats if they can get on base and they can run i mean stolen bases they add up super fast and all it takes is a couple big hits the Red Sox bullpen is shaky, and again, they've played every single day since the 31st. So, uh, I mean, that how how rested is some of this bullpen? Because, I mean, Kluber left the game early today on Wednesday. So, yeah, Boston Boston's it, gonna have a tough time this year. <clears throat> his uh his under strikeout prop hit too. If you read my write up on scores oh, and odds, that's great. Gotta gotta. I mean, I'm gonna I'm gonna if it keeps coming out at four and a half, it's just every time I'm just gonna pound it every single time. Because he is not right. All right, Toronto at Kansas City. This game is currently at an eight and a half total, and the Blue Jays are a minus two hundred favorites. We got Gaussman and Lyles facing off in this one. Thoughts here on Kevin Gaussman? I mean, I love him. I mean, he would be your pivot away from sale um or i guess you you know you could play them together on DraftKings. but if you're playing on FanDuel, he'd be the, the the best possible pivot um yeah i mean gaussman he's probably the pitcher on the slate but that's probably this i would say the safest even though i think sale if he is like on sales a better pitcher but gaussman probably right now is is better than sale so he would probably be my my first target i guess as a pitcher but um, in cash games i think you're playing gaussman and sale that would probably be where you would start we're driven by the search for better but when it comes to hiring the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all don't search match with indeed Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. 
Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, Galson's my favorite pitcher on the slate. I mean, this is yeah. a guy that elite, elite strikeout to walk ratio um, and elite swinging strikes like everything outside the swinging strike zone rate is elite. He gets ahead of the account, like head, head in the account, like 65% of the time. Like this is the type of guy that can put up 30. He threw 90 pitches in his first start, which is a huge bump. Um, so 95 to hundred pitches is very doable. Over hundred pitches would not shock me. His first start was against St. Louis and he had a solid outing. This is a much worse team. Kansas City is going to win tournaments for people this year. Don't get me wrong. There's a lot of young talent on this team that's fast and has a lot of raw power. But with that said, there's also a lot of opportunity taking pitchers against them, and I think this is the spot to do it. So ton of interest here in Kevin Gaussman. Going to the other side, Lyles, I mean – five or six years ago this guy was he was really solid and i mean he's just kind of tapered off and he's i mean he still pitches quality innings it's just he's facing one of the best offenses in baseball i don't want to play jordan lyles today yeah i don't think that you should really get in get too much lyles today i would ask you this though i know that we're skipping a, a little bit ahead here i would ask you this though who do you think is a better leverage stack the royals or the tigers the tigers yeah see i think it's the royals no i mean that's super fair um yeah and we'll talk about that in just a second but yeah i mean for me i think it's the tigers and i could be yeah. wrong um but yeah. i i think i think honestly like ceiling wise kansas city probably has more ceiling um right. than detroit so i understand like that aspect but i also think that like sale comes in at higher ownership than gaussman too yeah i think yeah yeah. With like Lynn on the slate in this price range and Wood in the in this like price range, I, I just think like there's enough that like Chris Sale's price just jumps off the page that he he is the highest owned pitcher on the slate. Mm. Um, I I don't really have much else to add as far as Jordan Lyle is concerned. Like I said, I'm not a I'm not a Jordan Lyles fan, and you know I don't remember. That- in all the years that I've played DFS, I don't remember the last time I rostered Jordan Lyles. Like, listen, anything. he made like it was it was either 2019 or 2020. Um, I think it was 2019. Like, I I think that was the year that I made some money playing Lyles. Um, he had a good season that year, if I remember correctly. So, all right, let's talk bats. Toronto first. Um, I mean, Lyles is hittable, man. This is a guy that's hittable. He gives up a lot of hard contact um i think toronto is the best stack on the slate outside of cores and i mean with the weather and cores and those two offenses i mean toronto might just be the best stack on the slate they certainly could be i i think if i'm not stacking cores uh i still prefer boston but i totally get your argument i certainly don't hate it um you know obviously got george springer pobachet and vlad and don't forget about Dalton Varsho. Like, what a sneaky good ad that was from Arizona, in my opinion, anyway. Like, that's like a really, really... He's a really good all-around hitter who should be rat- batting around the fourth or fifth spot tomorrow. Um, so, I, I really like that whole top part of that lineup. Like, I mean, they should do really, re- really well. Um, I still think that Boston will be lower owned than Toronto. 
and I think that they're pretty comparable. So I still want to lean Boston if I'm not going to be stacking cores. Yeah, fair enough. Um, I mean, Kansas City, the other side of this game, it goes back to that conversation, large field tournament wise. Um, I mean, they're a leverage stack, they're game theory leverage stack. They don't grade out to be like this end all offense. Um, the projected lineup and the lineup that we saw yesterday against the righty 290 Woba, 150 ISO, 23% Ks, um, right around a 41% hard hit rate, which is good. But I mean, again, a lot of free swingers, a lot of raw power. Galsman's not typically a guy that goes out and gets blown up. Um, it's just, it's leverage that, you know, we have two of the better pitchers on the slate. I mean, so if you're playing tournaments, you know, you have to try to gain some leverage somewhere. Yeah. I, I really like a one-off of like Sal Perez. Galsman at a time, I don't know if he was last year, but at a time he was kind of reverse splitsy, wasn't he? Um, maybe he's kind of, He's kind of solved that issue. But at one time, he did have some pretty pronounced reverse splits. But uh, I really, you know, I really always like uh, rostering Sal Perez because it's always amazing to have, you know, double homer upside at your catcher position. So I think that he would make for a really, uh, really, really strong one-off. All right, cruising along. We got San Francisco at Chicago taking on the White Sox. Eight total in this game. Again, we're not going to see big totals today. The weather is just not good. We're not going to see big totals today. Uh, the White Sox, this might... Okay, so not to get like too sidetracked, but this might be one of those slates where I don't even worry about stacking. I just play hitters that I like with the pitchers that I like and maybe generate some leverage with my lineup that way. Um, I do... I mean, when when I played cash games a couple of years ago, I haven't played cash in NBA, um, MLB and... I don't know if I played last year, but I know I played the year before that. Um, I don't remember. Again, you see these gray hairs, but I mean, I, I, I don't always. I still play, I still play cash and MLB. I, I get. Yeah, but I don't, don't. Do you still do you stack in cash or are you non like are you a stack or non stack? Uh, I would say that I try to find kind of appropriate correlation. You know what I mean? Like I don't, I don't have to like play four or five from a team, but if there's a team that really sticks out that I can afford then I'm going to play, you know, three or four of them for sure. Um, it doesn't have to be, you know, something that I'm actively seeking, though. Like in a GPP, I'm actively seeking to stack. Like in a GPP, I always want to stack. Um, but in cash games, it's not like like something that I'm requiring myself to do. Yeah. I mean, I, I think this might be one of those days where like a main main type of lineup where you're not fully stacking might actually work. So we'll see. Yeah. Uh, Alex Wood, Lance Lynn, Alex Wood first here. Um, any interest in Alex Wood? Uh, I guess, I mean, you're, you're, I mean, unless you're just going to be playing sale and Gausman in every single lineup, you're, you're going to have to get some sprinkles of Alex Wood. I mean, it's not exactly the most attractive play in the world. Uh, it's a little bit nerve wracking, but this is a spot where, you can just like we're talking about getting leverage with bats. This is a spot you can get leverage with pitching. Say you want to fade Chris Sale on a few teams. Say you want to fade Kevin Gausman on a few teams. Well, you who are you going to choose? You're not going to be choosing Spencer Turnbull. You're not going to be choosing Jordan Lyles. You're not going to be ch- choosing the guys we'll get to at Coors Field. So who you you know who are you going to choose? Right? It's going to be Alex Wood. It's going to be Lance Lynn. 
So both of these guys, you can sprinkle into your lineups. It's not like any kind of like ringing endorsement saying that I love them, but they are good enough pitchers that they can get you the five, six innings, the four or five strikeouts and the two runs that could be good enough on the slate. Yes. I mean, this is Alex Wood's first start of the season, but he threw 94 pitches in his last um, outing spring training slash um, cactus leagues outing. So I'm not worried about pitch count. Um, We knew he was going to be back in San Francisco, like type of arm this year. Just, I mean, they, they have some stellar pitching the i mean the concern with the white Sox is they don't strike out a ton against left-handed pitching but the flip side of that is they don't have a ton of power against left-handed pitching so i could see alex wood coming out and just having a strong outing and putting up like 20 fantasy points and it really just kind of depends on like how the rest of the slate plays out if that's enough um so and, i mean and i would just say real quick sorry to cut you off but i w- i would just say real quick he's 8400 on FanDuel, which, you know, is a $2,400 difference of to Gaussman. So he could be kind of like your route to uh, playing more course field bats just, for, just as a build um, on FanDuel. Um, all right, the other side of this game, we got Lance Lynn. I mean, the Giants have plenty of strikeouts in this lineup. Um, I mean, this is the guy that I'm looking at. If sale is going to be like 60% owned and I'm just going to play single entry, this is the guy I'm looking at pairing Gaussman with. I'm just going to say, all right, if sale beats me, he beats me. Lance Lynn, go out and, you know, throw me six quality innings. You know, he threw 96 pitches in his first start. He had strikeouts. He struggled with command and, I don't think that will continue to be the thing. And I mean, you're looking at a Houston team that's super patient, a Giants team that's patient, but I wouldn't call them super patient. So I, I mean, I, I like Lancelin a lot here. I, I think this is a fantastic spot for him. Yeah. I mean, he, to me, he's kind of, I'm kind of neutral with him with Alex Wood. Um, it's not, I completely agree with you. He is one of the two options for leverage away from sale and away from Gaussman. Um, I am a little bit worried that like Lynn's kind of falling off a bit, but I mean, we can't be choosy on the slate. So I, I really don't have that much of an issue with it. Um, I think, I still think I would prefer Alex Wood over Lynn, but that's just, I mean, it's close. Yeah, I mean, if we look at like if we look at his twenty twenty one velocity ninety three point five, he averaged ninety two point eight. So like the velocity is still there. Um, we know that like his his cutter is kind of his pitch, and I mean the velocity of his cutter really hasn't changed in the last like three or four years. So, um, or I mean, he started throwing his cutter more last year, and and it, I mean it's the same velocity. So. I'm not too concerned as far as Lance Lynn falling off. I mean, he just, he's done it for years. He, he just, he really has. I mean, this guy's 35 years old and he just keeps putting out good season after good season. And I mean, looking at like his swinging strike rate against Houston, it was, it was phenomenal. So I think there's some solid upside in this spot if he can, I mean, kind of just go out and do his thing. So 
Uh, as far as the Giants bats, any Giants bats that you like here against Lynn? Uh, you know, Jock, Jock Peterson, uh, Michael Conforto, Lamont Wade uh, would probably be my favorites. Um, I think that they're I – mean, this is a pretty solid team. Like, they're not, like, high power, but they're they're just solid up and down. So, um, I think that you, this would be, like, a good, I think, like, skinny stack. Like, I don't know if I would five-man stack the Giants, but if you got, like, three of them, I would have no issue with that. I think that they're in a pretty, pretty solid spot. Yeah, I mean, I, I definitely don't mind targeting one or two power bats in this lineup. You know, Jock Peterson would probably be my favorite. Don't mind Yaz, Conforto. Um, I, I don't hate those guys. I don't want to play any righties. Lance Lynn is still very elite against righties. Uh, 28% K is 136 ISO. Generates a lot of ground balls still. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I think this is a spot where you look at some power, you know? If you need a cheap shortstop, Brandon Crawford. Uh, White Sox bats going up against Alex Wood. Again, it's first start of the season. Um I mean, he looked phenomenal in his last spring training start outing. Um, what are your thoughts here on the White Sox bats? I mean, it looks like he's gonna be have to, he's gonna have to go up against eight righties, um, yep. which could end up not being good for him. Uh, it's still a spot that I would rather bet on Wood than bet on the White Sox. Um, if uh, you disagree, then you know. Uh, Andrew Vaughn, Tim Anderson, you know, Tim Anderson would be like a really contrarian payup option tomorrow, right? Like, you know, everybody's expensive for Toronto. There's expensive pieces for Boston. There's expensive pieces at cores. And then you got like a guy like Tim Anderson, who's going to be pretty expensive. Um, and I don't think he's going to be very high owned. So he could be a contrarian, like one off, um, expensive, uh, you know, home run hunting. So Eli Imenez, um got put on the ILDL, whatever the heck we're calling it this year. Mm-hmm. Um, when he was so when he got put on the IL, um, they recalled Jake Berger, who missed out on the opening day roster. This guy had some power last year against left-handed pitching. If mm-hmm. he cracks the lineup, he is a big fly ball guy um, that either hits the ball super hard or strikes out. So I wouldn't mind taking some tournament shots on Jake Berger here if he cracks the lineup. But I mean, it's power righties. And then, like, Anderson, like you mentioned, um, you know, speed upside is always there with Anderson. He's not a guy that's afraid to run. All right, we finished it out. We got Washington at Colorado taking on the Rockies' first game in cores this season. This game has a 10.5 total. Highest total by far in the slate. They're going to project well because it's Josiah Gray and Kyle Freeland facing off against each other. We will go with... Josiah Gray first on the on the road here struggled big time in his first start this season. Um, had a matchup with Atlanta, did not pitch well. Uh, allowed I think three home runs. What are your thoughts when it comes to Josiah Gray? Absolutely not. Um, I'm gonna pass. Like he's got a he's got control problems, fly ball problems. Uh, I am, I know that, you know, you want to take chances on a four game slate. This is not, this is a chance I am not willing to take. Um, the Rockies lineup is not very imposing, but they do have some really good guys in the, in the top half. So I, I would have to strongly, strongly pass. 
So I will say this. If you're playing 150 teams, I'm not. If I was, he would be in my player pool. Uh, just because it's cores and everybody, I mean, 10 and a half total. No one's playing him today. Um, and I, if I was going to play a pitcher in this game, it would be him over Freeland. Um, maybe. I don't know. I'm still on the fence about Kyle Freeland. Um, so, I mean, I if I'm playing 150, sure, I could take some shots on Josiah Gray. But that's really it. Like, that's where it kind of just said, like, I'm out after that. Um, going to the other side of this game, Kyle Freeland did his thing, right? Um, I mean, San Diego just didn't hit him at all. He had a ton of fly balls in that game. Only allowed three hits. Um, not a huge strikeout guy. Uh, it's just, you know, we're going to keep bringing this up. And, I mean... McClanahan struggled a little bit against this Washington team yesterday, and he's a much better pitcher than Freeland. This game's in cores. I'm on the fence on whether or not I want to play Freeland or not. What are your thoughts? I think you can definitely play Freeland just because I think that Washington, for better or, or worse, I'm not really sure, they're going to they're gonna have a lot of ownership tomorrow just because they're so cheap. Like Lane Thomas is 3300 uh, you know, Michael Chavis is 2,300. Alex calls 2,500, you know, like, and I'm not saying that they're outstanding hitters, but people are going to see cheap hitters at the top of lineups at Coors Field and they're going to play them. That's just, you know, that's how it is in every slate. It's not going to be any different, uh, on this slate. So, you know, Kyle Freeland, can definitely shut this team down. I do have a little bit of interest. Um, you know, when I first saw that, you know, we had a course late, I was like, oh, no way I'm playing Kyle Freeland. But then I'm thinking the the rest of this slate and kind of how if I don't want to be all in on Sale Gausman, um, Freeland would be a really, really interesting way of getting different because Washington is going to carry a little bit of ownership. All right, let's talk about these wa or um, yeah, Washington bats. I mean, I have some interest, right? It's cores. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, so yeah, like Manessis is obviously he's probably my favorite. Lane Thomas should hit leadoff. He's thirty three hundred. Um, I mean, they're they're, they're just like, hey, this is a normal game for Washington because they didn't price anybody up um in this right. spot. So right. Um, I mean, really anybody that cracks the lineup, I'm gonna have interest in for Washington, and I hope. Honestly, I kind of hope some of these lefties crack the lineup just because I, people hate playing lefty-lefty, and I mean, I have no problems taking some shots on them. Alex Call should hit second, so you can go like a Thomas Call Manessis like three-man. Um, I don't <laughs> for, hate that. For like, then, for like under 7,000? Like... <laughs> it, it's so crazy how these guys aren't priced that's up just gonna be That's just going to be chalky, though, Stevie, right? No, I, I mean, know. Like, but you know, I mean... That's... So I'm not the way it's gonna get... I'm not gonna say it's gonna fail though, but it is gonna be popular. I mean, okay, so if I'm playing these guys, maybe I'm leaving like two or three thousand dollars on the bench. Like just yeah. making my trying to make my my team just as unique as possible. Um and I mean leaving salary on the on the bench might be the way to go because we have plenty of salary today. Stone Garrett is another guy that I like here who has shown in very small sample size that he can hit lefties. Uh thoughts on Washington? I mean, if you're playing like 20 lineups or more, 
I know this is kind of a cop-out answer, but I would have exposure to both Washington and Freeland because I could really see this game. I could really see Freeland being a top three pitcher on the slate and Washington can like busting. Right. I could also see Washington absolutely smashing their price tags. So um, I would get exposure to the both sides of this game. If I was making multiple teams, if I have to choose, I'm probably fading. I'm like, I'm probably fading Washington and my single entry team tomorrow. Fair enough. Um, Rockies side of this game. I mean, they're not going to look great on paper, but this is a spot you want to target these guys. Oh, absolutely. And they're a little harder to get to, you know, like they're in the mid fives, like Brian. <laughs> Which makes no sense. Anyway, sorry. Well, I mean, I know I mean, it does make, it makes it, some sense, but it still doesn't make. Sense. I appreciate, I, well, to be honest with you, I, I appreciate the more aggressive pricing than what they did with Washington. No, that's what I'm saying. Right? Like it makes no yeah. sense that Washington's so cheap. Like, Right, I am right. I am a firm believer in if everyone wants to play cores, make them pay for it. Like right, right. Not you shouldn't be able to stack cores and get the two highest priced pitchers on the slate. Right, exactly. And like you know, CJ Crone being like I don't want to pay fifty eight hundred for CJ Crone, but on this slate, maybe I will. Right, like um, if it feels like you know it's going to be hard to get to if people are going to be going to the other side of this game and Colorado's going to be lower owned than Washington somehow. Um, or at least these upper echelon Colorado bats, the more expensive ones, if they're going to be lower owned, then I'm going to try to get to them. You know, that's the bottom line. So, um, you know, I don't have a lot of interest in, in profile. Um, it would probably be more like a Bryant, Crone, uh, McMahon, three man or something like that uh, would be probably my three favorite Colorado players. Yeah, I mean, if Profar hits leadoff, I have interest. Um, I mean, this is a guy that has hit plenty over the years, and just because he's off to a slow start doesn't bother me too much. Um, so yeah, uh, yeah, I mean, this is a spot. This is a great spot against Gray. I mean, my favorite CJ Crone. You got to pay for him, but I mean, he's the guy that's been hitting um, on a consistent basis to start the season. So I, I, I also made a mistake. I didn't realize. I thought that I read that Profar was fifty six hundred. He's thirty six hundred. Yeah. So he's, he's gonna cheap. he's gonna be really popular. Um. So like for cash games, like he's gonna be like a cash game. Like he's gonna be like a bazillion percent owning cash games and probably very very highly owned in single entries, which actually makes me maybe not want to play him. I. He that's really cheap for him in this matchup is for thirty six hundred. I I misread it. I thought it said fifty six hundred. And I just I just want one more time to like mention that before we get into the morning grind game, there is no good hitting conditions on this slate. Like across the board, everywhere night before everywhere is forty five to fifty degrees. It's day baseball and it's that cold. So, um, I mean, just kind of remember that when thinking about like oh it's 45 degrees and cold or in in cores well it's 45 degrees and cold everywhere <laughs> so um i mean you're just pick the spots that you like on this slate and just kind of attack it and i think that's how i'm going to approach this slate i don't know if i run full stacks i might end up with like a 332 or a 3311 or 
who knows? I have no idea. Um, but I mean, I definitely think that I'll leave some salary on the table if I'm playing some of these cores bats. All right, let's play the morning grind game and then we will get out of here. Modified morning grind game today because we don't have a ton of pitching um, that fits kind of the build. So give me any pitcher you want that you think will get six or more strikeouts today. I'm going to go Chris Sale. All right, I'm going to go with... I don't want to go Gaussman. I'll go Lance Lynn. Give me a pitcher that you feel is going to score under 15. Can't pick the pitchers in course. I'll make that rule. All right. Well, Spencer Turnbull. Fair enough. I'll go Lyles. I think this is a really tough spot for him. All right. Give me someone over 4,000 not in course to hit a home run today. Not in course to hit a home run. Uh, Yoshida. All right. Well, if you're going to give them to me, I'm going to take him. Give me Rafael Devers. <laughs> uh, under 4K to get two hits. Not in cores. Who do you like? Uh, I love the fact that cores is back and I can say that again. I got to check Varsho's price. He's 3,900. Oh, perfect. Uh, that's right. Yeah. Okay. I'll take Varsho. I like it. Um, <laughs> I'm going to. I'm going to go. I think I'm going to go way off the board today. Um, give me Jake Berger. There you go. I think I'm going to have a burger for lunch tomorrow, so might as well root for Jake Berger too. <laughs> All right, stack to score six or more runs. Can't be in cores. Who do you got? Uh, well, Boston. All right. I'm going to go Toronto. Thanks for hanging out, Tim. Thanks for hanging out, everyone. Again, if you want a chance to win a year of Roto-Grinders Premium, make sure you subscribe to the Roto-Grinders Morning Grind YouTube page. We're growing it. I appreciate everyone helping me out. And make sure you comment on the video below. Once we get done recording, it should pop up there on the page, and you'll be able to comment. And again, I'm going to today and on Friday, I'm going to write everybody's name down in a hat and do it the old-fashioned pull a name and you're gonna get a year of rotogrinders premium i mean that's i'm old school man uh it's fun i'm not using no random dot you know whatever website and random.org i think it's yeah that's there you go that, that's yeah, what all no, the cool not, kids not gonna have them i'm gonna pull out yeah. and pull a name out of a hat so uh you yeah. can comment again on thursday and on friday and i'll put your name in twice so there you go you can have two chances um, if you comment like 10 times on Thursday, I'm only going to write down one name. So um, I'm going <laughs> to write it down and I'm going to cut them out. So I'll be able to see. Uh, so you'll be able to comment through the weekend. And then on Monday I'll is when I'll write everybody's names down. So I'm busy on the weekend. So you have plenty of time to comment. Thanks again for hanging out for seven years, seven years. It's crazy. Hope everyone has a fantastic Thursday. We'll be back tomorrow talking some more baseball. Good luck, everyone. We'll see you then.